What's up, everybody? This is Will from the Four Plot Podcast, and we have a very special episode today with a very special guest. But if it's your first time with us, we want to say welcome. We also want to encourage you to go check out our YouTube channel. You can find us by searching the number 4PLOT on YouTube. We post Let's Plays, videos of the podcast, all sorts of fun stuff there. So make sure you go check it out, subscribe, and stay in the know. But now it's time to get to our very special episode with a very special guest here on the Four Plot Podcast. Enjoy. Play take. Greetings, people of the internet. Welcome to another episode of the Four Plot Podcast. Around the microphones tonight, we have Trevor. I need a weapon. That was that was pretty good. That was that was all right. That was good. I like that. Nice, okay. Man. So hope, hope my boy, uh, my boy, <laughs> yeah. Hope your boy, yeah. Betty does. Okay. So now you got to follow up with a Halo line. So Matt thought I'd try shooting my way out. Oh, Mix that it was, up a little bit. That was better. I'm yeah, say. that was really. good. You can't hear it. It was better. My than little yours. brother is amazing. It was better than yours. Guys didn't know. And we have a very special guest tonight. Yes. I'm just so excited. We've wanted to have him on this podcast forever, yes, man. Finally. Forever. So Stars excited. Aligned. We have the infamous Jeff Easterling, Grim Brother One, here tonight on the Four Plot Podcast. Everyone say hello, Jeff. Jeff, say hello to everyone. Were it so easy? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Arbiter quote. That was good. That was so good. good. So that good. was good. Um, well, hey Jeff. guys, welcome to the Four Plot Podcast. We're excited to have Jeff on here tonight. What were you going to say, Trevor? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Jeff is the man. He is so the excited. man. He is the man. So tonight we're going to talk about a few things. I'm excited about. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Jeff and like his whole story and what he does uh, with three four three. For those of you who may not know him, starting um, from birth. Yes, yeah, <laughs> starting from birth. Jeff, tell us which What's hospital this was it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to talk a little bit about Jeff's story. We're going to talk about uh, story in video games, and I'm really excited because we are just a few days post the first Halo um, outpost. It was so that, good. Yes, so it was awesome in Orlando. So we'll talk more about that in just a little bit. Um, but jumping right off, uh, let's just get to Jeff and your story. So just a little disclaimer: I'm going to let you guys tell who Jeff is to you for those of you who may not know. So, so please take it away. Jeff is my favorite oldest brother. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, Thank yeah. Goodness. Grim, Grim Brother 1 is actually, okay, best way I can describe, um, uh, without getting emotional, because I don't get to see Jeff very often, and I love him very much. Um, he, he, Jeff is actually probably the, one of the biggest reasons that I got super into video games. Okay. Like, in general. He was, like, one, that guy that, like, sort of introduced me to, like, my deep love of video games in, in a little bit of a, a hilarious way thinking back on it now, but yep. in such a good way later on thinking about it, we would... Uh, be we so he's ten years older than than I right. am, so that makes him twelve years older than Matt. That's correct. And, and ten years cooler than you when you're ten a kid years. Up. Yeah, exactly. I don't know the conversion you know rate, yeah, but yeah, you know. that sounds oh, about yeah, right. And um and so when whenever we he would be playing like Metal Gear Solid One, oh, yeah, you know, man. on the PlayStation, oh, and, that was that was rated M, man. You were oh, not dude. allowed to watch that being played. <laughs> but That's why was, you have brothers. Yeah, he was like <laughs> a right. cool, you know, older brother that would be like, all right, you can come in and sit and watch me yeah, play. Yeah, you can come in and watch me play the second disc as I the jewel case. He would yep. tell us so he he had like these individual tiles in his room, and he'd say, "Pick a tile." <laughs> <laughs> he would say, "Y'all pick a tile and come and sit." And well, watch that me was the privilege awesome. you you got to pick a brown laminate floor tile to sit on. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So Jeff, what about uh, you, Matt? Okay, please. Uh, Jeff, uh, surprisingly, is my favorite older brother, oldest brother. Oh shoot! <laughs> oh no! Man! Yes. Uh, wow! Freudian slip there. Bombshell. Sorry. Um, <laughs> 
confirmed. But yeah, no, I have very much the same uh, memory of Jeff. It's really interesting. I, me and Jeff had a kind of a weird experience. Like you said, 12 years older. So Jeff moved out really early. I was six when you yeah, moved something out, like something that. like yeah. that. So I knew Jeff like almost like an uncle. Like he would yeah. just he would come around and it would be super fun and he'd, we'd play Ocarina of Time. And <laughs> yeah, it's you know. like such good memories. That's, so that's the weirdest thing you've ever said. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my older brother is like my uncle. It's it's very well, it's, but until no, I understand, until I understand what you mean. Age, right? Un- until we got to a certain a certain time, like uh, it was you know it was and it really was Halo that brought us together. Really yes. weirdly enough, um, I remember vividly my first. I don't know if this is turning into like a talk about Jeff Day. Um, uh, well, Jeff's clearly gonna, Jeff's going to talk about himself, so, so we'll we'll help him out. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, my first memory of Halo ever hearing about it or knowing anything about it, Trevor came home from Jeff's house and he told me, bro, there's this game. Yes. <laughs> it's called Halo. You can pick what color you are. And I was like, yeah. oh, of course. my goodness. Of course, of course, Trevor said and that. Of course, it would be all down to customization. Yes. Yeah, not, not, see, my first experience with Halo was, was kind of the same. I was playing with people. I had a PlayStation. Dude, I had all, I totally like, I, I had, like, I say this all the time. I had, like, a stack of games, like, to the ceiling of PlayStation games. And all it took was somebody bringing Halo over to my house when a hurricane came through our area, in, like, Ooh. Gulf Coast area, south, uh, south U.S. And, Love like, at first sight, man. Oh man, when I was like, wait, you can ride in vehicles and you can like somebody else can ride with you, you and can get shoot in and out of in them. and out of a vehicle <laughs> and ride around. I was like, but yeah, it was, it was the same way. Not I can change colors. <laughs> like that well, and the funny thing is, I thought when he told me about it, I thought it was the uh, the Midway Games PlayStation Two game Haven Call of the King, oh. and it did not look interesting to oh. me. No offense. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, Are you Haven. sure, man? Halo, yeah. Just just the fact that you just remembered that whole title of that game, Midway's Haven. You're the first person to mention that game in probably 20 years. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah Matt absolutely. is also the king of of weird game references. Oh, I'm not yeah. sure if y'all were watching. <laughs> I thought you were going for Haze. No. A few episodes back, he he recalled like almost every game on an old PlayStation 2 jam pack. I want to say say you can go back and listen to the retrocast we posted two weeks ago of our very first episode where Matt, we, we, our very first episode of the show, we were talking about hardest games, you know, that we never beat. He goes, Otagi, Otagi, Myth Myth of of Demons. Demons. (laughs) Oh my God. Still have nightmares. And in that podcast, we literally stopped to cackle, laugh, and go, Oh, what? <laughs> Otagi myth of demon. And sure enough, we looked it up, and uh, hey, there, there yes. it was. Yeah. So, so that's who Jeff is to us. Yeah. Yes. So Jeff, why don't you give everybody a little explanation about right now, currently where you are and what you do, and then we'll talk about exactly how you got there. Because one of my favorite things about our dear friend Jeff here is the story of how he got to one of the coolest jobs on the planet. So go ahead and tell everybody what you do now. <laughs> um, first of all, super excited to be here. Uh, love what you guys are, are doing from uh, both a, a personal and and just general fan standpoint. I uh, think you guys have awesome content and love hearing you discuss things. Uh, um, but yeah, so I uh, I'm a franchise writer uh, for three four three Industries for the the Halo franchise. Um, I work on a, a small team that covers basically the entire Halo universe. Um, uh, basically we have, 
Uh, we work uh, kind of like a central service across the studio uh, because Halo has so many different ways. Almost like a global, like a global role. Yeah. So, like uh, you know, Halo is what's what's called a, a transmedia franchise, which is Ooh, man, yeah, I know. Awesome. It's, it's really just a fancy way of saying there's a lot of ways to get your Halo. Uh, and yep. uh, thank, thank God. Yeah. And and so there's um, every individual project. Typically, you know, if you want to take it from like a narrative and story standpoint, every individual project has uh, people who kind of drive the the day to day and the course of like the game has a narrative team right. that are responsible really for that or like a novel has an author uh, that is you know writing the novel uh, but our team uh, works essentially across that uh, and consults and assists and helps create and curate uh, the the world and the canon and then incorporate new things into the canon help tie it all together as well so that we have visibility across all of the projects so you know the game team doesn't necessarily need to know specifically what happens in a comic what happens in a book but the fans all know that i was gonna say and because people are watching oh Oh, absolutely they are listening paying attention yeah so we have a team that basically you know our, our team essentially you know kind of like consults and advises on like you know hey here's uh you know if they if they need references for something or they need to just instantly be able to walk up to somebody and ask a question about halo lore uh then they can right. you know they can they have a few people uh who they can instantly kind of go to for answers uh i work with two other writers specifically we actually have like three writers three producers uh and then our senior franchise manager uh Corinne, uh, who, yeah. who who wrangles us all uh, <laughs> in in an unenviable no and a task. wonderful way. Yes, and I, that's the one I met at the when I visited you. I visited yes. you at three four three. Yep, yeah? yep, yeah. at the yeah at the studio. Um, but yeah, so we have Everyone's three writers. So nice, by the way, <laughs> they yes, they, they are. Really the people are. are really actually my 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 favorite part. But but uh, Jeremy Patnow, Kenneth Peters, uh, and myself are the three writers, and so we're kind of like the lore repository for the studio to kind of go to check things against get uh advice on something or maybe a designer you know wants to hey we want to do uh x type of thing or gameplay mechanic or something uh do we have things pre-existing in the universe that would fit this or we really want to do a thing we don't think it fits how could we make it fit into the universe um and then again we work with you know the comic book authors and artists and the all, you know the the novel authors, but even like not even from a story standpoint, we also kind of like help guide the 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 brand uh, as well. So the yeah. brand cohesiveness across like you know, and we work with uh, with partner. Uh, some you know partners on on different crossover projects. Some of my favorite. Jeff, we need a new type of phaeton for this Mega Bloks <laughs> yes. set. Yes, you know, and no, what's it, it, it going to be called? You know, yep. what, what what's the story behind? Yeah, I, it? I was yeah. actually just in Mega Bloks review meetings literally two weeks ago, I mean, and that, awesome. that is that so is like kind of part of what. So even everything from a novel to the back of an action figure package. Yeah. Uh, but also when we work, I mean, some of my favorite projects that we've worked on, like I got to help put the Arbiter in Killer Instinct. I got oh, to help put the Warthog in awesome. Forza. Gosh, like so, cool. so even like. Which, yeah, which armor over. is the Arbiter going to wear? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Killer Instinct. Right? Lots, of, lots of cool stuff. So that is the, I know it's a very long-winded answer. No, um, but no, no, it's honestly, awesome. And it's one of my favorite parts about my job is that we touch, like, everything across the franchise. Right. Um, so it's really neat to get visibility in. And it also, I think, uh, you know, 
I think it's awesome from a fan standpoint because I've been a long time fan of Halo. Right. Um, yeah, because because so I remember care. the days of, of the of being on HBO, you and me during yep. the days of Reach. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know, uh, you know, picking stuff apart like that, being really picky about canon stuff. You know, Halo Reach is not canon.net. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the people are people out there. Yeah, um, they know. But yeah, That's no, it, it was and and you always had a good explanation. I, I remember that. You know, like why did the Banshees? I got these stubby little wings now, and like well. Well, depending on the type of ground air assault that was necessary for a reach campaign, I don't know why that's my impression. That's a perfect of you. impression of I, my typing. I, I, yeah, I was good. <laughs> I know but when yeah. I write, when I read things, Jeff wrote, I think of it in that voice every single time. But yeah, it's, it, it was the it was a perfect fit. And the folks at Halo were paying attention to those forums. Right. Yes, very they closely, were clearly, apparently. You know. So basically, in layman's terms, and this is gonna be this is gonna dumb your job way 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 down. But but here's how I like to think of you, right? And this is like. You're like an ultimate Halo historian. Like literally, you're one of those people that, yep. like, li- like. And what was so cool about lore, hanging, lore master, lore master. Yeah. What was so that's a lot cooler than historian. <laughs> so, um, but so the cool thing is, is like watching people talk to you uh, when they see you at shows and things like that. Yep. Um, it, it's it's always awesome to me. And I, I said this to you when we were at Outpost was that it's so cool to watch. There was a kid I saw literally come up to you. And this is what he said. I don't think I've even told you guys this yet. We're sitting there hanging out and just, you know, chatting it up. And this kid walks through, hey, man, hey, man, hey, hey, if I told myself, if I ever met you, I was going to ask you this question. Oh, and gosh. like laid wow. on him some like deep lore, like, what do you think about da da da? And Jeff just like, yeah, man, cool. One thing I love about you too, and we'll get into your story. I'm sorry. I just want to, I just want to, this is like just a love on Jeff podcast, is that you are literally the, if you ever see Grim. Out in the wild, or you know, Jeff, as we as we know, <laughs> my <laughs> human name, your human name, his god. If, name. if you ever see Jeff out in the wild, uh, you know, be respectful, of course, if he's eating or hanging out with family or whatever. But I've never seen him turn anybody away. Like he loves fans and talks to them, and like I literally he remembers. He, he well, yeah, he, he when, is a fan. I think, I think it is. Uh, yeah, it is important. I've had people say that, and I, I think it's it's uh it's very kind and and flattering, but um like. I know that uh, part of the reason I'm able to be blessed with this type of position and responsibility is because there are lots of other people who either treated me the same way right. or inspired me to do the same types of things. Uh, and so uh, really, as far as I'm concerned, like there's no other way to do it. Uh, like the people who, you know, nothing that we do would matter at all. I wouldn't have a job right. if there weren't people out there willing to gobble up every game and every story. And so as far as I'm concerned, like I owe my position, the fact that it even exists to those people to that hardcore. would, that yeah. would seek me out on the floor of a show. Like, yeah. like I, like I have a lot to owe to them. Right. Uh, so That's awesome. That's very cool. So kind of give people a little bit of background of, because we've talked a little bit about HBO yeah. and different things already, but kind of give them the, the snapshot of how you went from just devoted fan to coolest job ever for <laughs> like one of your favorite franchises or your favorite franchise period, because you yeah. were obviously deep into this before you got there. So kind of give a little run through of kind of how that went down. Um, goodness. I mean, I, I'll, I'll preface this by saying that I've always found like, like God bless, uh, my parents, our parents, uh, yeah. for always being super encouraging and challenging us to 
go and find things that we loved, find things that we enjoy, whether it be a profession or just a general interest and hobbies and things. Sure, that they you support. can take those old Lord of the Rings figures yep. and take their armor off and repaint them and make new ones <laughs> that we bought. Sure, and, yeah, exactly. that, that's, that's cool. You know, Absolutely. use your imagination. Yeah, y- your parents really are the greatest. I gotta say, like, <laughs> they're you, awesome, guys, you guys have really great. But parents. yeah, so I mean, we were always encouraged. I mean, my like, I've 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 always had what I felt were cool jobs, weird jobs, but cool stuff. Like, uh, I mean, my my main, I would say, you know, kind of day jobs or professions or whatever. Just over, I spent twenty years writing and developing like uh, interactive, like theatrical science education programming for a science center in Tampa, the Museum of Science and Industry in Tampa. Um, and then I also spent like fourteen years working in like professional motorsports in a variety of different capacities. I mean, and literally all of them really just because like, I wonder if I can do that. Let's see. What are ways what, that we can like do that? You do. Like, like yeah. you do. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I mean, I, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to, but no, but I think that's awesome. I mean, I think there's awesome. a lot of people out there who sit and they, you know, they see someone like you with a job like yours. Cause you're right. There are people all the time who come up to you and go, Oh man, I love to do what you do. And it's like they they think that you have to like oh like yeah, I went to all these different writing classes and I was yep. in college for you this your, long you got your degree in in, in uh, Halo in, lore in yeah in forerunner <laughs> right. technology right. But and, and but, uh, but it's yeah. just so cool and I think that's that's a, a, a testament I listened to a podcast just the other day where it's like there's this there's this thinking where it's like oh you can be a jack of all trades but master of none and there's this thinking out there now that it's like actually that's not the case like it's better to be a jack of all trades because then you use all those experiences to master whatever it is you choose to master yeah. and i think that's that's just a testament to like yeah. all the different things you've done sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no no worries no worries uh i mean in all honesty you know it's funny you know matt you talk about uh going back like early memories involving halo specifically it was actually a trip that matt and i were on specifically that got me that put me kind of at that fork in the road i had been doing uh science center stuff for uh, almost two decades, like at the time, um, and just always looking for new adventures. I was doing a lot of stuff in racing, loved that. Uh, but Matt and I went to Halo Fest, OG Halo Fest, oh, yeah, uh, 2011. Uh, PAX, and PAX yeah, Prime uh, PAX now. Prime, PAX West. It's always PAX West. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've still, uh, still got my yeah, so Yeah, but it's, it is, uh, yeah, so we went We went to uh, to PAX in Seattle. It's first my first time ever in Seattle. Yeah. And uh, oh wow! We, yeah, and so That's we cool. went to Seattle. I fell in love with the city. Uh, I fell in love with just the vibe that was there. Same. And then, of course, Extremely it was really easy to culture. do. Yeah, and it was really easy to do too. You know, when you go to PAX and you're surrounded by geek culture, and you're oh, like, yeah. "These are my people." And and then to have Halo Fest, which was just this celebration of at the time ten years of Halo, and we're coming up on twenty. That's we're crazy. Almost wow. there. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. So like at the time, it was ten years of Halo. I mean, you had luminaries there. We were there for the first time. Steve Downs, the voice of the Master Chief, and Jen Taylor, the voice of Cortana and Halsey, the first time they met. Yep. Like wow, we were there at that event. Like so, crazy, so just a cool man. seminal moment. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, man, I think I kind of want to do this. I've decided now that games are a thing that I would like to do. I think I've found my next adventure. I was thirty at the time. It's twenty eleven, uh, and you know, as an encouragement to people who think that it's you know that you too get too old for something. That's, that's so. Yeah. It was, yeah, 2011, I decided, and then I just started working to see, like, well, what is it? What are the things I'm passionate about, and how can I apply that to uh, gaming? Uh, you know, what are my strengths and weaknesses? How can I apply that? Uh, and so I actually ended up having uh, a couple of 
Uh, I was runner-up for a couple of uh, really cool positions uh, with like uh, 2K and EA, and actually those experiences uh, they, they ended up hiring there for a little. It bit. was yeah, and they ended up hiring fantastic folks for that job. And every single one of those processes, I learned a ton about like both myself, but also the industry and kind of what was was really really needed and where I needed to 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 you know kind of accentuate. Uh, you know, strengths and bolster weaknesses. Uh, and then we were actually, um, long story short, is, is, is we had an opportunity uh, come up in 2014 um, that they pegged me for and, uh, yeah, moved out to, to Seattle in, in 2014. Um, it really, really helped that I was really well known in the community. Right. Uh, you know, I was, I, I owe a lot to the, the, the godfather of the halo community, Claude Herrera, oh, man. Uh, who, yes, Beautiful, bless tall him. Man. He, he is, he is amazing. Uh, I, but, he, but he, 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 uh, he ran a site called halo.bungie.org still really still does, uh, technically. And, and like that was the keystone of the halo community. I ended up uh, coming along and, and helping ha him actually admin that site for a few years, which, uh, kind of got my name out there. I did a lot of helping try to run and organize like community events and so just generally just trying to help and grassroots. Yeah. Man. And in all honesty, so cool. a lot of it was a timing thing to be totally honest, yeah. um, was that was also during the time where Halo was changing hands from Bungie right. to three, four, three. So, uh, somebody like Jessica Shea, uh, who was the community manager at the time for 343. She was looking for a small group of people to kind of be like kind of exemplars for the community that they were trying to build at 343. Um, and uh, so she asked me and, and, and a few other folks if we wouldn't you know, mind doing that. So we did it. It was just a volunteer basis. It was really just being helpful, being in the forums, helping moderate the forums, things like that. But mm -hmm. that helped me develop a relationship with the developers on a deeper level than just being a fan. And then... You know, I was super into Halo lore and, and, you know, kind of like you alluded to, I was asked to be on a lot of podcasts and stuff to be like, oh, you know, a resident expert in Halo lore and talk about nice. this and stuff like that. So I kind of became well known for that as well. So with all of those things, the inertia of all of those uh, those elements, I think, really kind of helped, you know, push things over the edge from a. Uh, you know, from a, a serendipitous standpoint right. uh, to to put me in. And, and that was five years ago. Actually, last week was my five-year anniversary wow. at wow, 343 uh, and working That's on awesome. the Halo franchise. And, and in all honesty, like, even just in that five years, like, my job and job titles and stuff like that and response, roles and responsibilities have been all over the place. I mean, right. I've done, you know, lore and canon uh, creation and curation. I've done... Uh, you know, a lot of media stuff and hosting live streams and right. doing podcast stuff and uh, working on our community team and our transmedia team and our franchise team. And uh, and that has been amazing to get to see so many different processes of what goes into to making a big machine like Halo run. So what so how, what was the time frame? Because uh, I think your point that you made is so important. I think there's a lot of people out there like me included. Right. Who like because um, my story is is a little bit similar of going like. I PAX West. I got the chance to go last year for the first yeah. time. Right, that was the first time that I that I realized I was like, wow, man! Like, there's actually a lot to do in this industry. Yeah, there's a lot more than there's animating a, and programming. There's just a lot more to do in the industry, and not only that, 
PAX West is a great place. If you ever wanted to be around that community of gamers yeah. and, and for and really feel like because like honestly, when I thought community of gamers for a long time, all I thought was like the toxic community that's out there yeah. that literally just trash. Yeah, it's you it's easy to think of like stream chats, you know, right. maybe yeah. or something or like that. Or tea bags. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it's, it's easy to think about that kind of stuff. But then when you get around and you're just like, Man, like these are my people and like yeah. it's just this big like The best people. The best people, man. Where you're just like you're and you're all there and you're like, Man, we're all like big super super huge nerds and we just love it you know what i'm saying and like but i think it's awesome so give me really quick what how many years is that to pass between the time that you were like hey i want to do this when you were 30 and when you finally got so the job. it was the end of 2011 to the middle it was like the summer of 2014 so it was like two and a half ish close right. into three years in between like two and a half and three years so for those people out there who are listening who want to do this i think us in this room included who we all we we all say like you know we're all very close here we're like brothers and and, and you all three are yeah brothers. we are <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i am the only one who's we not are brothers a blood brother. and we are like brothers yes. <laughs> yeah. but but we talk a lot about goals and dreams and i think everybody in this room we would say like man our, our ideal job would be working somewhere like in that kind of you know, industry, but it's funny because absolutely people people hear it and they listen and they're like, "Oh, I can never do that." Oh, I can never do, or or, or oh, my first thing I need to do, I need to be getting paid for it. But one thing I like about what you said is like, dude, I just jumped in, yep. I made a decision about what I wanted to do. I said, "Hey, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get there." Right, a little positive reinforcement for you, right? And yep. then you started doing things for free, like you started just yeah. jumping in and getting involved in any way you could until people took notice, and that's where you are now. And, and I think that's a very inspiring story, and just for people out there to be like. Man, I can go from fan to like just absolute. And I would say too, one master. of the great, one of the best things about the game industry right now. I mean, it used to be uh, that in the old school, like real old school in gaming, it was like you want to work in games. I hope you're an artist or a programmer, preferably both. Right. You know, like right? like I, sure. I I drew the box art and I programmed the AI uh, and <laughs> yeah. you know all these things. But now, like the game industry, not only a is the industry just a you know, monolithic megaton oh, industry with tons now. of, yeah. you know, opportunities in it. But all, even just the the spectrum of games and the game, you know, opportunities and artistic expression, you know, at our studio alone, and our studio is a, is a AAA studio and right. we're working on, you know, a big franchise, uh, is like we have lawyers that work for right. our studios. We have folks in HR. We have like producers of all sorts uh, who, uh, you know, have a, a huge range of responsibilities. You have writers and you, of course, you have like the classic, you know, the programmers and the engineers right, and the right, artists right. and stuff. But even if you were to just say artist, you're like, I'm an artist and, you know, working on Halo Infinite. Like, oh, well, what kind? Are you a concept artist? Are you an environment artist? Are you a 3D, 3D artist? Right, are you a texture right, artist? Right. Are you like, you know, there's a huge, this, the amount of specializations uh, and the range, like, well, wow, I can, I can, I'm really good at communications. I can work at marketing for right. a game. I can, you know, work again in in production or in leadership. I can work in HR and work yeah. at a game studio. So the, the cool thing about the industry right now is that you can have a passion that might not necessarily scream games, but there are a lot of ways to apply those passions to the game industry. And I would encourage anybody who does want to get into that to think about like what are the things that you're good at. And then be creative about how you can apply those right. passions uh, to the industry. Product manufacturing as well. You guys have a yep. lot of toy partnerships yep. and different things. I mean, I know that that's a huge um, a huge thing for you guys. And I think it goes back to what you said. You're like, hey, I, I, I knew what I wanted to do. And then I said, what are my strengths and weaknesses and what can I do? And what, how can I use my skills to get into this industry? Yeah. And now you're here with your name in the Halo Mythos book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's Up so on the big screen next to Frank O'Connor. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's really cool. Uh, would, you know? how, how much would you say to? 
and you know this isn't really necessarily like a leading question even though i you know I've, i know we all of us really agree on this but i've noticed also like in in my own career so much of it you know yeah like be really really good like the best you can absolutely be at whatever it is you're doing and hone your craft and get better and get better and get better but it, how much of it is just how you treat people yeah i uh I, I often mention to people, actually at Outpost, like, I had several questions about like, how can I get a job like this? How can I do this? And, and one of the very first things is like the the long forgotten art of like not being a douchebag. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. like yeah. And, and it's, and it's right? kind of crazy, being, like being just loving, being kind and respectful. Because yeah. at the same time, like there's two main things, or, or there's, I guess there's several aspects. It's like one, like networking is huge because I often say that like who you know gets you in and what you know keeps you there. Always. Uh, because you still have to be able to do, perform the job and perform it at a high level. Absolutely. Right. That being said, talented people are kind of a dime a dozen. There are lots and lots of talented people. There are people. more than enough talented there, people. Yes, that's a great way to put well, it. Is there are more, way more than enough talented people who can do the thing. Why are you different? What right. sets you apart? And so I think that identifying like what sometimes what sets you apart is the personality and the drive. And, you know, sometimes we work a lot of long hours and a lot of like crazy, you know, ways to that's get, you know, to push factor. things out of the door. It's like, man, right. but you know what's funny? I'm working on like my favorite franchise and getting to create stuff in a universe I adore. The number one thing I love about my job is the people that I work people. with. Yeah, and Absolutely. that's awesome. Like, it, which Absolutely. I think is a huge testament to like great people make great employees to work on great games. I think and, it, and I think it goes back also to being flexible. You've talked about how many different things you've done yeah. in your role, you know, where it's like, oh, hey, we need to do this. Yeah, absolutely, I'll do that. Hey, we need to do that. Oh, yeah, man, absolutely, I'd love to jump in and yeah, do I'll that. Yeah, I'll do this weekly live stream. Why yeah. not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, that's not really hard to say no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, you're like, oh, right, man, right. Yeah, I'll play a video game. That sounds great. Um, so cool. So very, very awesome story. Like I just love your, I love, love your backstory. Love, yeah. I love, love your, love it's your origin story. Baby, baby got backstory. <laughs> love your person. I helped write my story. own. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's jump into. So we talked a little bit earlier about how Halo is one of those games that uh, it's got a lot of different mediums that the story is told through. Right. Um, Halo is one of them. Uh, what are some other games you guys can think of that it's like, man, these that your 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 storytelling medium is just far and wide where you're like because and we say that we're talking about man you've got comic books and video games and novels and you know all these other different areas where the story is told what are some other games like that you guys can think of or some of your favorite franchises that you're like man they do a really good job of storytelling like in this in this vein or in this medium otagi myth of demons oh my yeah. god yeah. <laughs> hardest book i ever had to get That's through yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't talk about it Okay. Any, anybody want to jump in? <laughs> um, uh, no, I would say something like Mass Effect. Um, I mean, obviously phenomenal games, but also you know graphic novels, comic books. You know, um, even linear think, media yeah, as well. Yeah, some, yep, some they have an animated movie. feature. Uh, nice. Yeah, so just you know, all really well done, all set in a really really cool universe, all very very consistent across all mediums. Which like essentially Jeff's job. You know, yeah, that's I've, a huge I've, thing. I've read all of those books and. Stuff too. Like I love that nice. franchise. Assassin's Creed's another one. Me, yeah. me, me, and this guy became like brothers, man, all because I overheard him talking about Mass Effect. That's 2 one true. Day. That's true. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, my we, favorite we, game of all time, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Mass Effect. I think it's Mass my favorite. Mass Effect Two, Two awesome. is just it's so. Good. It's hard to argue with. It's, yeah, so it's really good. hard to argue with. It's Mass so Effect good. 2. Literally, the only thing that could have made Mass Effect Two better is if it 
also included Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. Oh man, okay. multiplayer, man. Because I, I was that's, gonna, that's I was literally say, the only thing that could have like. I was gonna say, man. When I think of yeah. when I think of that, I often pair three with two because I'm just like because. Just the carryover and yeah. like just the they feel very much two like and three one. are very oh. very similar. Like there's a big right. compared to one, right? There's in, a big jump between one and two, right? Two and three are similar in a great way, yeah. right? Where yes. you just where you just feel like, oh man, this is just seamless. This is butter. Like and, and it here's feels, the deal. Yeah, it feels right. I, I came into the game late, right? Like I came into the game. I think when three was coming out, and that's when you and I we we were talking about Mass Effect, I guess. And then I was like, three was coming out, maybe. Yes. And I was like, oh, you got to go play two. And so I go back, and and then you told me to go play one, and I tried and I, I overheard and I you talking about like yeah there's this game where you have these you know uh dialogue options and they right, like drastically yeah, yeah. change like how the game plays yeah. and um yeah man that's crazy but, uh, but the only thing that would have made uh, my mass effect 2 experience better since we're talking about it is if thane krios wouldn't have died in my game <laughs> oh Spoilers. no oh yeah I, th- I think we're past this the uh the, the the limitation there we can we can talk about it but the, yeah, okay. sorry spoilers right? no Dude, no no it's from, fine from 2000 you gotta from save thane yeah. okay <laughs> i know i tried i tried but here's the thing here's the thing so i was upset because i almost 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 Got every character to live, man. Like I, I who I, was it, man? I, okay, who was it? It was Jack. Uh, the, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. So Jack was not in three for me. Such a great character. Um, yeah, yeah, great such, character. Such a great character. And what's funny is her voice actor was at PAX uh, East. Um, so her voice actor was there, and it was really she's a really great person. I'm sorry that I need to look it up because there were two there, and I'm uh, this is one of those points in the podcast where I'm like, I wish I'd looked this up before I just opened the my voice mouth. Voice actor of Jack, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'll look it up in a second. Matt, fact checker, get on that. We're so on. <laughs> yeah, I th- it, it was either I. I'm not even gonna say it. Okay, so because <laughs> I'm not gonna sound like an idiot. Who gets you sweet? Matt will get you sweet. It's too late. Uh, so the thing is, is that uh, yeah, I, Jack was gone in mine, but that was the only one. Um, out of my, I, I almost did it, man. I, I was trying so hard to make every character to to, live. to, st- to like warp your save. Or no, to, but, to, no, because there is a way in Mass Effect too. If you make yeah. like the perfect decisions yep. and perfect choices, yeah. everyone lives. I, I didn't want to look it up. All of mine lived. I'll do yeah. you one worse. I lost Morden Solis no. in no. Mass Effect Two. Oh. So in Mass Effect no. Three. I did not get his genophage. Oh, no, that was such a great. We're, we're talking. We're talking about goes over the elevator. Kind of yeah. thing. Yes, so did not get that. So oh, yeah, gosh. crushed my soul. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. So you had to like just watch the cutscene back. Yeah. On YouTube, I did also lose Zaid, but it was actually really cool, and I I kind of like that he died in there. So it was Zaid it was, was very cool. fitting. He was a, DLC? DLC character, DLC character, yeah, yeah. yeah he I lost. think the fact that we're that we're even talking about it like this, though, again, to is bring it back to your point, is like to show, uh, well, just story and games, like how, yes. like quickly you're able to recall those things. Oh yeah, uh, and it, it how impactful f- the narrative can be. We were talking before the podcast started um, about Halo Three and about how like the, yeah, like those. Like the Halo story is one of those things. Like, get listen, I get it. I love Halo multiplayer. It's fun to play with friends. Yeah, yeah, dude. I like just eat up campaign when it comes Absolutely. out because I just want to like because that Halo the, two the, those those Halo two uh, new new cutscenes by Blur yeah. oh, on God. Halo two it, anniversary. It, it, oh my <laughs> God, the, the MCC. Sal- yeah, it's salivating, man. Dude, the, like gosh. it was. Oh my God. Okay, so d- d- Halo is one of those ones. Too. I don't know. We've talked about Halo, and we'll, we'll we'll roll that up in this. But like Dragon Age, another one. 
Yes. Yeah, I was just going to yep. talk about Dragon Age. But like like the stories that make you feel something, right? Cuz I will say this, right? As as good as Assassin's Creed is at telling stories, yeah. Very rarely do I feel. Once we got away from like Ezio and like the sure. the whole like original trilogy kind of yeah. deal, you know, I'm kind of like, all right, once we stopped following Desmond, and you have to at some point. You do. They just, they, and I don't want to say they wrote themselves into a corner because, like, it's a fantastic story. With but the it, animus stuff. But at some yeah. point, Desmond and the thing and, and whatever. And I actually liked where they went, but it didn't make me feel after that point to where I was like, oh, I got to figure out what happens next in the story. Now, Black I'm like, Flag might have been the best, like, video game. I was actually going to say, I, I had a really tough time getting into Black Flag because I really didn't care about the, about the story. Yeah, sure. It did not capture me for some reason. Until I, you started sieging those bases. I, I, I was going to say, I powered through it. You're singing sea shanties. Yeah. That's soon, the, <laughs> I didn't need anything after that. I mean, that that was enough for me. But yeah, it, it, took, it took me some the effort. Early in the morning. I wish you guys would hit like a harmony on that, like a three-part harmony. That would have really been. One of us can sing. And it's not me. So, no, Matt Hashtag actually, spike distance. Look it up. Matt has All a. Right. Matt has. <laughs> actually, actually, <laughs> you did drop. Matt, uh, Matt, yeah, Matt Matthew has a a, a beautiful uh, bar- baritone <laughs> baritone <laughs> voice. Thanks, Daddy. Um, no, so Dragon Age is definitely a huge one for me. Um, actually, fun fact. I uh, played Dragon Age Origins, totally fell in love with that game, like got super, super into the lore Great of it. game. But there like, wasn't really a lot of lore to it. Um, uh, David Gator, who's an unbelievably talented writer uh, for Bioware, um, uh, did a lot of the stuff um, for, you know, the story and stuff for Dragon Age mm-hmm, Origins. Yeah. But it was one of those things I couldn't, like, get enough of the story. And then they announced that they were doing books. And Jeff got me... Uh, the Stolen Throne and The Calling, which were the two yep. first Dragon Age books for Christmas one year. Yep, I remember, I, that. I remember that. I read the first book, The Stolen Throne, like three times in a row. I literally, nice. I was like just uh, absolutely just, and of course I was ripe age for like, you know, storytelling and, 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 you know, my imagination was firing off. And the amount of, like, I guess the best way I could say it is like the amount of mile, extra mileage I got out of enjoying oh. the Dragon Age games because of the books. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, I'm telling you right now, Unbelievable. I, just, I just got goosebumps. I'm telling you right now, the reason that I got so into Halo was Fall of Reach. Like, oh my like, god! Like, really? read, like reading that Inject novel, that content directly into my right bloodstream. because the, because yeah. the deal was is like okay, just let's let's back up. That was I believe that came out uh, before Halo Two, it, right? It like, came out before Halo One. Really, Fall no, of Reach actually really? released before. That's right. So we like a lot of a lot, a lot of us like to joke and be like, Halo is a, a really a book series that got some great no games way. Uh, made. Out of here. I didn't know that. Yeah, and that that book was that that is a longer story for a different podcast um, with probably more people that are more qualified than I to speak to it. But uh, that was written, I think, in like six weeks. Wow, too. Wow. And, uh, and Eric it, it actually, Nyland. yeah, it, it predates the game. Um, because and it was a, a smart move from like Microsoft standpoint because not only were they launching a Jenga game, they were launching a platform and yeah, trying yeah, to true. like you know what They're are all of the ways yeah. that you can try to get people into 
you know the you know the lore of your your universes because remember right. Halo they didn't, no one knew if it was going to be like smash mega hit the, you know you right. also had brute force they were hoping was going to do yeah. super good and, <laughs> and we all Vendor. remember yeah. brute force right <laughs> oh, what's the but oh, if you think God. about it there you know the Xbox came out in the same generation as like the PS2 right as the you know so you have like not only are you uh, you're fighting the established lore and universe and, and existence of you know franchises but even of like platforms right so yeah. it's a way to try yeah, to like you're, you're, what are ways to like create, you're trying to compete with final fantasy you, you're trying I to like create yeah. like a backstory right. and a history you know and uh, fall of reaches is one of those uh ways that they were trying to do it and it just ended up that it turned out to be incredible but what forward thinking on their part because i mean before that time if you think back there weren't many like video game lore you know what i'm saying like like because when you think about it, there was nothing nintendo did minus legend of zelda that really had and the legend of zelda storyline is so incredibly muddy like I, I bought that encyclopedia i think we talked about it a few episodes ago and i've been reading through it the Zelda official Zelda timeline splits like five times, yeah. and it's like the hero lives, the hero dies, and and but when Xbox came along, that whole like what I'm just saying, what forward thinking to be like people are really going to care about. Well, it's the, something that it that wasn't it was new to games, but it wasn't to new yeah, to a lot of other entertainment industries, and I think that as you saw games get closer and closer from a cultural impact right. that other you know industries were having, that it started to make more sense to. Like also dip into other mediums as well, like right. you know, you know, movies. You know, the fact that there were Star Wars movies. Oh, and then Star Wars comic books and and stuff like that. And games didn't phase anybody uh, really for games, other than like novelizations of game campaigns yeah. every once in a right, while. Right, right. There weren't a lot of uh, at the time. There weren't nearly well, as many. And Zelda is an interesting uh, is an interesting case study because that branching out for Zelda was having a story. <laughs> Like yeah, that yeah, was no, a new yeah. thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and even then, compared to now, there there wasn't like a really a mythos as far as I'm no. aware. When it first came out, it was your Link. That's Zelda. She's in danger. There's a bad guy. Take a sword. Oh. Go stab him. They you de know? they definitely had to double back. I feel like and include all those original games in some sort of timeline. Yeah. So because that like the the game informs the story at that point. Right. You know, instead right. of the other way but around. This Link is the first Link you right. see. It, it, but that's what's great. I didn't realize yeah. until I really started playing. I guess the the newest Breath of the Wild, um, and you know they 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 allude to it a little bit in this. No spoilers in there, but where you start to Full learn Marvel multiverse. Well, type yeah, stuff. and you start yeah. to, we start to learn that like basically every Link and Zelda you've played in the games before have been like the Link and Zelda of that time because there's always a princess named Zelda mm. because she's named after the goddess of Hylia and like all kind of stuff like that. And then there's always a hero. Uh, yeah, we might have to cut that because you said Hylia, like the city in Miami, not Hyrule. No, 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 but no, but no. Hyrule is the place. Hylia right? is a real place. So no, Hylia no, is, is the goddess. Is the goddess? Oh, Hylia is the goddess. Who I thought you said the, the goddess of Hylia. <laughs> well, now we have I'm to cut like, that part. That's not. Yeah, that makes me sound now we have stupid. To cut your part. Uh, no, Dang no, it. That no. sounds like a rap artist. <laughs> no, no. So, so we're not going to get into the whole Zelda mythos. That's another podcast. But it's like they—that's the Triforce. That it was like three goddesses. They created the Triforce. They Dang, left this goddess. We're dropping some knowledge. Right I've been now. reading that book I bought. Right. That's really what it. That's really. And it Tell gets them very, what that book. So wait like, a second. So you've been reading a, a book. Uh, that helps flesh out the universe <laughs> right. and the extended lore. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan there. of this. I bet yeah. you are. I bet you are. I, I told you my next purchase, man, is Mythos. There you the go. Book, I'll by the way, yeah, I was going to say the book, by the way, looks like a giant Nintendo cartridge. Yes, it's too, very cool. Really cool. It's uh, very, the original itself. gold Zelda cartridge, which is amazing. Anyway, we, we can move on from that. Too. Uh, what were you going to say? Real quick, just a reference, kind of in a reverse way, um, speaking also to that 
that PAX that we went to so long ago, um, I picked up just randomly at a booth in a bag of swag uh, from, I don't know if, it, I think it was the THQ booth, uh, a, a little novella called Homefront Voice of Freedom. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, f- it was oh. a prequel to a game called Homefront that was coming out, I think, later that year or the next year. I still have my copy. I, that's yep. really awesome. <laughs> um, and I read that book, and I absolutely loved it. I don't remember if it was a good book or not. I think it was because I remember I have very fond memories of it. So I was like, dude, I did not know this. I was incredibly hyped for this game. It was it, and the the story was super cool. It was a really cool idea. They had a really cool like marketing campaign around it. The game was not. Great! Oh no! Uh, very very you sad. It. I did play. I, I pre-ordered it. I bought it. it. I played it. I, I, I say not not only that, it made you a fan because I remember when the latest one came out, you bought it. Did you not? Like just to uh, yeah, give it a try. Yeah, home, uh, home front revolution. Um, but yeah, I mean, cool. It was a cool game. They tried some new stuff. It was not, you know, it was. I think not I a, played Homefront. Wasn't that where it was like you were in like in suburbia fighting? Like it was like you yeah, were you right. were in like North US Korea suburbia. Invaded, yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, yeah, I got it was okay. Uh, I mean, it was it was a good game. It was a fun game. THQ always puts out really fun games. Uh, yeah. Deep Silver, I think, was the uh, the other developer. Um, nice. Which, but yeah, it, it was a good game. But yeah, that was actually literally just a little, a Tiny, little, little small booklet. book. Yeah, that's so crazy. That they gave out in a in a free bag of swag got me totally hooked on this game. And you know, I was I sung its so praises cool. for a long time. So. Yeah, yeah, an interesting way of you know coming from the other end, story in informing yeah. games. Yeah, I mean, f- I mean, what was really cool, and then we can move on, is that. Like going back to Fall of Reach, it made the experience of playing Halo Reach. Yeah, because, added all that oh, weight to it. it. It did, even though you kind of knew. I mean, everybody knew it was coming if you had any idea of any kind of Halo story at all. But just to know kind of the backstory and know you're like, ah, yeah. that you know. I, I, what's What's interesting about that is reading the Fall of Reach and knowing what happens like before you play is such an amazing experience. But also, I'm a little jealous of the people that didn't know. Mm. what was going to happen. Yeah. So, I'm going to I want to actually just speak to that real quick. And sorry before we, before we no, move no. on because it's one of the um it's one of the things that like the the team I'm on uh and again like shout to the team because it is very very much a team effort. There right. is no way Halo's way too big for one person to be able to to <laughs> do this and like it's so nice to be able to bounce things off of, you know, like fellow writers like, you know, Jeremy and Ken who are uh, equally, if not more so, just like uh, encyclopedic in their in their knowledge right. and stuff like that. No one can hold the Halo Bible all up there. Yeah, um, and but it's interesting. We always struggle with that. Uh, you know, what is the way that you can simultaneously reward folks for that investment? That literal investment with you know time and money and attention, that investment into yeah. the extended universe and your other products and novels and comics and, and guidebooks, but not uh, punish, punish those who right. don't. Right. Because we want to make sure that people who just no play the Halo games, that uh, they can go from one to the next to the next to the next and everything is fine and they can understand. In fact, we also need to make sure that when you pick up, like if you pick up Halo Infinite, and this has been true for all of them, it might be your first. Halo game. In fact, for the first time since Halo Combat Evolved, Halo Infinite will also be helping launching a you know a platform. So it'll be out on, yeah, you know, on, on Project Scarlet. And so 
we have to kind of assume that like getting that by the way yeah (laughs) (laughs) can't wait that like you know we have to assume that there are going to be people who maybe have never owned an xbox before or maybe now with it coming to pc that maybe they're on pc and this might be their first halo experience so it's but it's interesting it's like what are ways that we can craft stories and narratives in on the periphery not make people feel left out yes that like are really really rewarding because in all honesty some of my favorite moments in halo lore are actually not in the games but at the same time like you know you want to reward again the investment without punishing just a few right if you go the main line and that is and that's really really tough and that's something that any big franchise i think struggles with whether they're dealing with you know ancillary products like a book or a comic or something uh or a piece of linear fiction or just going from game to game right but you but i will say that that halo has done that so well because because what's Absolutely. great what's great about halo is is like you can even if you were somebody who you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like oh yeah i've been a casual halo player and i played the campaigns you feel like you know and then you start to dive into the side stuff and you're like oh my god like you just don't realize no idea the universe no. that's out there and i think based on uh this this exact topic right here is a good time to transition into Talk about mediums that Halo uses to tell stories. This weekend, we just got back from the first weekend of Halo yeah. Outpost. Yeah, so discovery. discovery. Operation. You got to put the. I'm never sure what discovery. to call it. I don't know if I should call it. Outpost. All of our social is like in hashtag Halo Outpost, but yes, Outpost Discovery right. is the. Uh, so the official for those of you who may not know exactly what Halo Outpost Discovery was, Jeff, why don't you give everybody a quick overview of what Halo Outpost Discovery is? Because it's coming to yeah. a lot of different cities in the next few. So weeks. Hey, so uh, Halo Outpost Discovery uh, is basically a a live fan event. Uh, that you can go to. It's uh, they they usually call it like you know destination based entertainment. You know things like right. that. It's a think of it kind of like uh, theme parky, like a lot of like a, like a traveling uh, exhibition in your favorite museum or a science center or something like that too. But all Halo based, um, almost like that, a Halo con. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like know. a cross between like a Halo convention, like a traveling Halo convention, and a Halo exhibition. Um, and the neat thing about it is like Outpost Discovery, it's kind of dual. So Outpost Discovery itself, not only is it a traveling exhibition you can uh, go and see, but it's also an, a real in fiction place. So the fiction behind it is after the war. Uh, so it's its own be- thing. It's its own thing. So in between Halo 3 and Halo 4, uh, the UNSC, uh, you know, and the, you know, the the governments at the time were like, you know what, what can we do to improve, uh, you know, morale uh, amongst the colonies? Uh, and so they basically put together this traveling exhibition to celebrate humanity's victory over the covenant against, you know, incredible odds and celebrate its heroes. Clever. Uh, but also to recruit the next generation of heroes. You know, what is going to happen when the next bad thing appears in the galaxy? And we need to, so there's a little bit of propaganda in there to like, well, how are we going to recruit the next generation of Spartans? And so everything well, is actually we're built. we're not kidnapping them from their beds anymore. Yes, which does do put a damper like on the relationship. With the do not yes, it's that. A, but it, but it's, it's neat, so it occupies an actually a really neat spot in the fiction but then we also it, it is a it's a real place that you can go uh and it's traveling we just opened in orlando and then we go to four more cities this year with plans to do some really cool things in the years to come uh coming up uh july 19th through 21st is the next one that'll be in philadelphia it goes from there to chicago uh and then to houston and then ends in anaheim uh and and yeah it's what's been amazing is that you know we talked a little bit about like how do you what if it's their first halo game or your first halo experience 
you know, we're getting to a point now, it's like Halo is almost 20 years old, and it's like, yeah. how do you onboard new folks? Yeah. Because we have people there that literally were, you know, we had a, you know, a guy that was there that was wearing his old school Halo 3 shirt, and his kid, who was like 9 or 10, was there, yeah. losing his mind in the yeah. Ring Dome experience. Awesome. That's awesome. And like getting yeah. to introduce, and, and like literally a new generation, uh, you know, my, my niece and nephews were there. Uh, you know, uh, say, grandmother four <laughs> kid, yeah, right. Uh, who, you know, or these you know, kids are four and five years old, running around yeah. with energy Matt. swords and losing their mind over the the costume Spartans everywhere. So it really it's it's a celebration of the universe and what it's been, but it's also a way to onboard you know families and new fans yeah. as to what's to come and and really inspire again not just a new generation of heroes in the fiction, it's inspire a new generation of folks who love Absolutely. those heroes in the real world. And I think having that context going into it really changes the game for you because if you're just if you go and just like oh it's a cool Halo event. It's still fun, but knowing that backstory of exactly why everything is there, because let's talk about a few of the things that were there. Um, like I know that the ring experience is fantastic. I don't want to like it's my favorite it, part. It's so cool. <laughs> like, it's so cool. It's it's basically a a walkthrough, a guided walkthrough, audio guided walkthrough. Like um, history. It of, really does. And when you and like when you the hear the origin this, of Halo, and yeah. when you hear the story, you now understand that you have your historian that's taking you through, and they're dressed all like you know like historians, and they're very good at what they do. Um, and so. They kind of guide you through, like, hey, here's the history. They show you some artifacts and some cases. We won't ruin it for you if, if you go. Like, we want you to experience it firsthand. Um, but then, there's plenty of pictures out there. I think it, you know. Yeah. When I'm you see sure. how big a sentinel is, the in full real size. Life. I was gonna say yeah. the full, full size, size sentinel, sentinel combat form. No, 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 when you see how big the, uh, the, the blood infection, infection form, form. Blood infection, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. All <laughs> I could think is I was like, man, nope, 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 all nope. I could think is I'm like, man, year, t year two, you, we should really talk about making that thing like animatronic or something because <laughs> that would just make it the most terrifying thing nope, on the planet. I'm good. I was literally thinking to myself, there were kids, like you mentioned, kids there and everything. You can just look at that thing and be like, that's terrifying. I it, wanted it, so bad to have it like smoky inside and have the Independence Day release. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah, smack up against smack the, against the yeah. window. Absolutely. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's really. Just I was, yeah, was going to say, yeah, of this like the, it's this sprawling like Halo nerd metropolis. It's, oh, it's, it's awesome. like it's it's it's, it's awesome. a great way to put it. And, so, and when you first walk in, like you, you there's like the first thing you see is this big giant like life size model of right. Master Chief, and he's sort of like walking towards you. <laughs> yeah, is, is not a giant statue. Is just a regular just, Master Chief life size. Oh right? man, and the the warthog, the warthog, yeah, the, 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 warthog. the, the freaking warthog out over there. So on the, good. Other, the the life size elite. Yes. Um, Ooh, statue that, there. That really did it for me because uh, if you get up close to that thing, the detail. Oh yeah. Um, oh my god. Jeff, the plaque was, on the who was the. Uh, the partners, yeah. The uh, partners. We actually worked with Blue Whale Studios, Blue Whale Studios. Uh, in, in Atlanta. Uh, I had the was privileged to be able to actually uh, about a month or so ago, actually a few months Go now. Visit, goodness, right? yeah. I went yeah. I, uh, on a, on a small little like behind a behind the scenes tour to showcase some things to the community, uh, and we went to uh, partners like Blue Whale Studios and Forty One B and Parker Brothers and Falcons Creative Group, who all. Uh, helped us, you know, bring uh, the universe to life for yeah. this. But yeah, Blue Whale specifically uh, did so much of the stuff on the elite. Yeah, the, down to the plaque on the teeth. And the yeah, oh, the, the, the detail it looks so close. good. It looks Amazing. so good. And then you have other things as, as you guys go because I would encourage you to go. Like seriously, go if you can get there. Absolutely. Buy tickets. Go because there's a few things that are really cool uh, as you talk about just that 
the backstory of hey we're we're training to you know get the next group of you know UNSC. If you haven't played Fire Team Raven, uh, uh, the, yeah. oh the, so many the, so the many Halo, Fire Team Raven machines at this yeah, thing. The Halo, <laughs> There's so many. The, the um, Halo free arcade, play. Big Halo <laughs> yeah, you got it. They've go got four player that. ones and two player um, ones, but they have a couple like unique things. Like they have the uh, the Pelican, uh, the, um, the what's it? The, the Pelican Trainer, the Pelican Trainer, where you got to work as a team to make sure the Pelican doesn't crash. Correct. Yeah, I didn't get to go do that. Yeah, again, it's set up as like a UNSC training simulator, like right. a flight simulator where an emergency happens and right. everybody has to work together. There's yep. an escape room uh, there as well. There's a VR experience that you need to get in line for early. Yes, early. you do. Um, very, very cool. Get in line for early. I got to say, man, the the VR laser tag was just so much fun. So when we got so there, awesome. the guy's like, "Hey, it's kind of the end of the day. You guys are like the last crew because we didn't get there till later." He's like, "We're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do team snipers." Is what they decided yeah, to do. Yeah, because you can do different game types. Different oh, right. game types. Yeah, so oh, little. Great. Hey, listen, little tidbit for you. <laughs> there's a button on the side. Okay, there's buttons they tell you don't touch. Don't touch those. But there's a button on the side they don't mention. It will switch to a secondary weapon, and I didn't know it. Yeah, um, there's a beam rifle. It's there's a beam a, yeah. rifle. Yeah, but here's what's really cool. So what, we, dude? It's nuts, right? And the things are shaped like ARs, like the ARs and BRs, right? So you're there. It make all the noises, all the whatever. Wow. You have like your shield thing, dude. It's, it's, I didn't get to do this one. Here's the deal. Yeah. It's not even like yeah, all they, the sound effects. Oh, or, dude. It's not even like they just hired some laser tag company to come in and like do. Oh, here's BR laser. No, dude. You get shot. You go doot 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 doot. It gives like your shield mm. noise. You recharge. Gosh, that's like so cool. There's a whole like. It was dude, a fantastic the, shield recharge. Thanks. Yeah, it was. But, like, you like dude, I, I'm it was so much fun like ducking behind which by the changed, way changed uh, the reticle too yes yeah the laser reticle yes another like so the reticle cool. is what you have to do it's not like regular laser tag where like the reticle's crap and then you're just trying to shoot <laughs> no it's like they're like hey you need to use the reticle and it is true like you're you wear a headband you pull the trigger the sniper like bullets going off and like it's like kill if you get a kill it'll say you got a double kill like it's it's what? just it, dude I'm that's telling so you, man, cool the line was, was crazy it was, it was awesome and then uh final thing one shout out to a wonderful human being that we just passed in mentioning. I didn't even get to really meet him until Jeff's wedding. Uh, but Claude, I got to play with Claude, Claude. And, uh, and a few others, and he was having the time of his life, man. He goes, yeah, I knew about that button. I was using the beam rifle just tagging <laughs> people, and I was laughing, man. He, like, God, I love that guy, man. Such <laughs> a great awesome, Claude man. is one of the, the he, best humans He really ever. is, man. Just, he's such a great There's guy. a reason they named an award after him. Yeah, it's true. Wait, what award is named after? The Claude Herrera Award. The Claude Herrera Community Achievement or yeah. Award, something like that. Well, he deserves to have an award after. Speaking him of which, by the way, and this is kind of going back to something that Jeff was saying too about like that. Uh, for me, like um, other than uh, other than, I, so we'll talk about. I'll talk about that part next. Which was my absolute favorite part. But my second favorite part, for sure, that was that was something that was so impactful to me was like the community piece. Like just seeing so many different people who were like there for the exact. There's something powerful oh, yeah. about that. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Some you know, so many different people who are there for the exact same reason, who are all super passionate about the same oh, thing. Dude. I know Matt's wife was wearing like an OG uh, yeah. Halo Two yeah. T-shirt and like ran into somebody with like the same OG Halo Two Two T-shirt. Like right. seeing get to, getting to see Matt's son uh, like run around with his energy sword, oh, and yeah. I'm just like. This is well, so cool. And talk like, about it's it. So great. Talk about a dedicated community. There was a guy, and forgive me, I've forgotten his name. Or the, we met so many people that day, but there was a there was a guy there. He was walking around talking to Jeff, and like he followed us around for a little bit, and he was like, "Man," and just talking to Jeff. And, I, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm so and so," and I met him, and I stopped. And I said, "Wait a second. 
I said, I was at HCS in New Orleans last year. I said, weren't you in New Orleans? He goes, yes, sir, I was. I'm at everything. <laughs> I know who that is. That's uh, His name is Trevor, actually. Yes, yes. And no he hit every stop on the Halo World Championship Tour uh, in, uh, wow. last year, 2018. Yeah. Now, these stops, by the way, include uh, Orlando, London, Sydney, yeah. Mexico City, and Columbus, and Seattle. Yeah. Like, Holy the real he was MVP. at like every single one yeah. uh he they would he and his dad would cater you know big lunches that they know that i am obsessed with gus's fried chicken uh and we had an event <laughs> in atlanta and they catered in gus's fried chicken they this, did like a big cake. The real yeah. Deal, man. yeah like he, he's the real so deal because cool. when i saw him i was like i know you i said i think i know you yeah. from new orleans which is a long way and there's from so many fans ago. like that uh, yes absolutely. absolutely loki there was a guy there wearing like some spartan gear but that looked almost like a brute that but oh, was yeah. like custom spark. Yep. And and like when I went to talk to him about it, he had like a whole head cannon oh, yes. for the Spartan and like the journey that the Spartan had been on and why he was like it I mean, these guys are fans are the best. Yeah, the, yeah, they really guys, are. These fans are Halo fans are well, un- t- actually unbelievable. I, I want to wrap up the podcast with something that I number thought. one favorite part. By the way, really quick was well, getting I think, to me. Well, I think oh get, yeah, okay. I'm, sorry, meet, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, Steve and Jen. I mean, oh. that was just I like words cannot even describe what it was like to shake that guy's hand, and he was like, "What's your name?" Whatever you want. I guess Trevor. You know, Trevor got it, and I'm just like. <laughs> oh my god! This my my favorite part, and I I will gosh. say, uh, oh is uh, that we did a community play date. That's what uh, I was going to end the yep, show. With. I, I do want to talk about. We that. did a community play date every day. Uh, uh, my good buddy uh, John Unishek, who's the community manager uh, for for three four three, he would play every day. And then uh, Bravo, who who was at three four three for a long time, yeah, and then Sketch, who was with Halo for a long time. They would host. Uh, so the first day they had uh, Larry uh, Major Nelson uh, from Xbox Live. Yeah. So he, he his side played against Uni's side, uh, and, and typically we we pull fans up to to join the two captains. Right. Uh, well, I came up on the second day, so it was a uh, Team Uni and, and Team Grim, and I made sure it was legitimately Team Grim. Uh, because I I had the opportunity to pull my three brothers up, so we had awesome. Grim Brothers crazy. one through four in order on the couch. Uh, we got <laughs> decimated, as we I would sure have put did. money on. You sure think there's uh, no way we can lose? I did get a flag cap though, and me getting a flag cap against uh, Unishek is a lifetime achievement award <laughs> yes, for me. Uh, Grim is. three had two killtaculars two in kill-taculars. a match, which is. Insane. It was, uh, but yeah, heart pounding, palm sweaty, the whole thing. Dude, it, was, it, was, awesome. it, was, it was, it was, it was, it was amazing, and I've never had so much fun losing uh, yeah. oh because gosh, it was, it was, it was an and, absolute and, blast. And you don't have a lot of fun losing. I'm just gonna be no, honest. No, <laughs> oh, we were a little worried about it. Uh, <laughs> and that's the same. I know what this experience is rated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this I was don't. Husky Raid, four on four. Oh uh, yes. super fiesta style. Yes. So once, yeah, once right. Uni got a hold of. The, the what is the two burst beam rifle? Oh, it's he was just going. unfair. Is it's what not. It should be it's yeah. Was it, was it on Mixer? Was it? Is there a way to go back and watch I this? Did we, did uh, we I actually don't remember if we streamed it or not. I, I'm vi- well, I I'm pretty that, sure that was probably I, recorded. I got so, a unicorn yeah. skin out of it. I know that. That's much. true. That's did, true. Yeah, you guys did. Yeah, did did get unicorn skins. Wait, what? What did you guys get? 
Sure, because we actually counted it. So we do a thing. Uh, we do community play dates, and people yeah. who match us in community play dates online earn a very special ice unicorn skin. There's a guy going around getting our yep. gamer tags. Yeah, where for cool. like the assault rifle, and you also get a nameplate in MCC. So you get one thing for Halo Five, well, one thing for MCC. That's very cool. And yeah. only people Never who have matched us. Yeah. But people that we selected actually to play in the community play date, uh, the play date, we actually counted as an online play uh, date. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, very we actually cool. did some cool things. Uh, the third day on Sunday, we would pull all the community up, but all eight stations formed a BTB team and they went on and matched people online unbeknownst oh, to wow. folks online, oh, that's cool. really which was cool. really really neat so never changing awesome. my MCC nameplate from Firth by the way yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never changing but I, I, it from I, I will say they were, they were playing one uh, game type that I have not played and we need to go play it is uh, Crossy, Crossy Road, Road. <laughs> Crossy Road oh the, the Frogger the one the Frogger oh, one. Oh yeah oh, we gotta oh, definitely, definitely gotta play Crossy Road we're making uh, new friends and new enemies man oh yep. yeah absolutely well man I gotta tell you this has been an absolute pleasure man thank you so much for joining oh, man, us the, 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 the pleasure is mine we need to do that i mean i know we need, we need to figure out a way to get you because like here's the funny thing this is the first time we've had any of the podcast but we're all great friends and we talk all the time <laughs> so yeah it's great we play online all like uh like right. quite a bit well, yeah really i mean just a couple of quick tidbits if you listen to this podcast first of all jeff was really one that encouraged us to start this podcast because we yeah. be on yeah. xbox live just and if you go listen to the first episode we actually started off with like oh we, we just decided to take our conversation from xbox live yep on a podcast because jeff's like man we talk about really cool stuff you guys should probably start a podcast absolutely and so that's really where it started and another fun fact uh the four plot in our name yep. is actually uh it's a grim brothers thing so basically yeah. you got explain explain trevor explain exactly Just, where yeah four really plot. quickly me and matt were like trying to come up we uh <laughs> super homeschooled thing um <laughs> i just told this story yesterday yeah it's great um no actually i thought thought it was awesome me and matt uh uh, when we got our first like Xbox 360, which was the special edition, yep. Halo green, Three, Halo green. Three, uh, Xbox 360. Oh, yeah. um, we, uh, our, our mom was like, you know, so you know, how much is the you know Xbox Live, you know, uh, membership? It's like, you know, it's fifty or sixty bucks or whatever. Like, so, yeah, that. It's like, fifty a year back then. Like, yeah, you guys are gonna share one. <laughs> so, which we we didn't have a problem Fair. with because me, Fair. you know, me and this guy have been you know playing. We all, all of our games that we play are together anyway. Um, and so we and we were racking up gamer score. Uh, oh yeah, on, man. That, on that one thing. So uh, we were trying to come up with just like a cool name. Uh, and I was thinking about like you know you know the brothers Grimm or something. Well, like, and we also you know, you know when you have four brothers to a group of four brothers to that's a common uh, go to joke to yeah uh, clever joke that people oh, yeah. make. Oh, you get the mischief. Oh, like the brothers, brothers Grimm. Grimm. I mean, yeah, sure, why not? And so I was like, so how can we kind of flip that and make it fun? And so our first ever gamer tag was. Grim Brothers space TM, you know, for Trevor Matt. Oh, oh not, yeah. not to trademark. Not no, trademark. I actually trademark. loved that, not though, trademark. because it yeah. looked like the Grim Brothers trademark, but it was yeah. for Trevor Matt, for, yeah, yeah for, for anybody that knew. Kind of a slip, and I can't remember which one of us it was. It doesn't matter at this point. It's just awesome. But it, it, was, kinda, it was your idea. It, it kind of grew. It kind of yeah. grew from where did the Where did the four plot? Because when I, before I met you guys, like, because, fun fact, uh, you guys all have tattoos on yep. your yes. on your forearms of, uh, and, Really cool, which I heard you explain this one time. Mm -hmm. I think was the, how you had numbered them because, like, you, yeah. you know, like you were always the writer, and so yep. yours is spelled out one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Luke was a sports guy, so his was the yep. number two. The digit two, yeah. And then you guys were always into like Lord of the Rings, like fantasy lore, and because it was like three and four, like you guys did the Roman numerals kind of. Yeah. Thing. yeah. And yeah. they were the ones that the original tag had split from. Too. Right. Right. Which when Trevor had to get it, when we had to get our own gamer tags was like divorce proceedings. <laughs> we were trying to decide who got what. Oh. 
Because <laughs> oh, that's true. One that is person true. had you turn, to get Yeah, you all... turned the TM into one of them. Oh, yeah. that's And then right. the other yeah, one got yeah, yeah, a brand yeah, yeah. new so, one. So, yeah. <laughs> so who got the brand new one? I, I got the old one. Trevor got the new one. The, the, uh, what is it? He what got is the it house. The, uh, he, yeah. Matt, Matt got the, uh, the, an- the anniversary, the, uh, yeah. the, uh, the original. You know, the, the legacy. legacy. Yeah, the, pr- the legacy. So, yeah, the so legacy Matt's got a two million gamer score he's sitting over there from back in the day. I mean, I racked up most of it anyway. Trevor played a couple of fewer games. That was in the top, like, you know something crazy like 200 or something players on Mor- Man, modern warfare 2 so when you when you play the whole otagi myth of demons catalog i mean you start to build up God. a lot of <laughs> what was your what was your overall rank on on modern warfare 2 uh, i don't remember it was uh i finished without the cheese which i don't remember all the numbers now i was i was very very high up in the the original trial or the the tutorial run the uh, the little uh, you know yeah. training run. Where I just you had run to brag the, on him for a second. The was like, I don't remember really, what. Really really I'll there. have to go look it up. Without, but yeah, without the cheese. That's for another thing. What? Yeah. So uh, no, there was there was a little a little cheat you could get to gain extra time. Oh, like okay. right at the end, you could okay. sprint the last little bit without well, adding. So extra time. the the four plot, if you want to. So yeah, funny enough, is a Halo thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. The four plot was the name for that four diamond mm-hmm. section as a background for your Halo Two emblem. Because that's a ter- it was it a territories. Uh, what, 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 where, there's a there's, it's somewhere else in the game, right? The four I think plot it ended is, up being the territories logo in Halo yeah. Three, but uh, yeah. yeah, I think it just originally was just the name, random name for the that yeah. symbol. And so we ran the four plot as a background to like a skull, yeah, um, as our as our gamer like icon. Yeah, we've had time. it as our emblem in Halos every right. every Halo that it has been available yep. to right. uh, to select. And now that's where we got our name from. Yeah, yeah. plot podcast. So. What? Well, guys, thank you so very much. It's been such a great podcast. Jeff, thanks for being here with us. Looking forward to having Anytime. you thanks on, so much, man. on more. Uh, for the Love 4 Plot Podcast, I'm Will. I'm Triv. I'm Matt. I'm Jeff. And we'll see you guys next time on the 4 Plot Podcast. Flag taken.